0: I picture you watching The Great British Bake Off, which is obviously just so, like, cheery and wholesome, and you're like, you know Mm -hmm. what would make this better? A dash of murder. (laughs) I just love that idea so much. welcome to the get cozy podcast i'm christy meyer your host and i'll be bringing you author interviews and plenty of books to keep your tbr piles toppling so grab a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy Hello, my cozy friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have author Jessa Maxwell joining us to chat all about her novel, The Golden Spoon, which is easily one of my favorite mysteries of the year. It has the most fun and clever premise, and I am so excited to talk all about it. So welcome to the show, Jessa. Thank you so much. That's such a nice introduction. Oh, of course.
1: I'm <laughs> so glad you enjoyed it so much.
0: I did. I just loved it. It's so much fun. It's full of twists, and it's like also very, very charming. And like I said, I really enjoyed reading it. So do you want to just kick off the conversation by telling our listeners what the book is all about?
1: Sure. So The Golden Spoon is a locked room mystery that takes place at a baking competition, a uh, televised baking competition. So if you think about, if you've watched um, The Great British Baking Show, it's very similar to that. Mm -hmm. It's also set at a manor house called Grafton, and it's hosted, the um, show is hosted by a woman named Betsy Martin, who's kind of like a, a, kind of like a Martha Stewart, Julia Child, character who um has these people come to her house every year to do the competition and this year she's joined by Archie Morris who is kind of this brash chopped style host and things go a little bit awry from there
0: they definitely go awry and it is just so much fun like that's just the coolest premise everyone i talk to Mm -hmm. about this book just thinks it sounds so neat and wants to read it just so clever i love that you came up with that idea
1: yeah i had so much fun coming up with it i had wanted to write a mystery for a long time and i had been talking actually to my mom about what i should do you know it was kind of like a big leap for me because i'd been writing children's books before this oh okay and so I was like, what should I try? I wasn't even sure I'd be able to pull it off. And I just like I came to this idea and I was like, God, that would be such a funny, you know, amazing Place to have a murder happen. right? And I love watching the baking shows and um, especially the Bake Off. And I was like, no, I don't know if anyone would like that. And then I went back to it and I was like, this is the one. This is like a very fun idea to come up with. And I loved the idea of having all of these different characters. Um, you know, you watch the, the Bake Off and there's all these different people from different backgrounds, different ages. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would lend itself really well to a book because you'd have all these distinctive voices. Um, And then you could have many POVs, which I love to read and to write.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's so smart. Um, I just love thinking about, uh, like, I picture you watching The Great British Bake Off, which is obviously just so, like, cheery and wholesome. And you're like, you Mm -hmm. know what would make this better? A dash of murder. (laughs) I just love that idea
1: so much. (gasps) yeah it's really it was really fun to come up with and I just had such a nice time imagining the different contestants I love doing it
0: yeah the contestants were so great you have a brilliant cast of characters in the novel very diverse in like age and background and they each have just like such a distinct voice they felt so well developed so did you have a favorite character to write
1: I did. I mean, when so when I started writing, I didn't know who was going to stay on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I just ended up loving Prajumna's character so much. And I loved how he interacted with Lottie. And that kind uh-huh. of happened organically as I was writing. And so I kept him on because he was originally supposed to be axed, actually. <laughs> oh, really? And, That's so yeah. interesting and i just loved him. He was my favorite. I think cuz he's so different from the rest. And you know, he doesn't really care about winning and so it gave him this kind of outsider perspective of the whole thing. Right. And i just think he's funny. So,
0: he is. He's really really funny. Um i found his voice to be so entertaining. And you so you write chapters from the characters' pov so we really get to be like in their head and kind of see like their take on the whole situation. Um, and his his was probably my favorite as well. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, did you have a character that you identified with while you were writing? Yeah, I think definitely
1: Stella. Uh-huh. Um, I had kind of a background in journalism. And I related to her character the most, for sure. And I think she's the closest in age to me. I just, I found her the hardest to write though, strangely. And okay. I realized as I write that the characters that are closer to me are always feel harder, and I think I'm a little harder on them, on their voices, which is kind of funny.
0: That is Um, interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm always like, oh, God, she's so whiny, or she's so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, man.
0: We're always the harshest on ourselves.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. But she's definitely the closest.
0: And it's really interesting. I've had so many um, mystery authors on this show who have been former journalists, so it's kind mm-hmm. of funny uh, to see so many people take that leap from writing in journalism to then writing mysteries specifically, because I don't run into it with like any other genres. It's really just like the mystery space that I see. Oh, that's that so funny. Much.
1: Yeah. That's actually, I, I, now that you say that, I've both read bios and met people who've had like the same background. I, I don't know why mysteries specifically, but I think that writing journalistically, it's kind of like writing a genre in a way, you know? Uh-huh. so. And I think you kind of wet your, you know, you you dabble in it and you feel like you finally can get published, you build your confidence a little bit, and then you're like, oh, I can write something longer and bigger.
0: Right. That's so fascinating. And I guess um, as a journalist, you're so uh, entrenched in like headlines and what's happening in the world. So I can see how that Mm -hmm. can uh, spark ideas that work well with mystery novels, for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: that's true. I know the news is not exactly light.
0: (laughs) No, unfortunately, it usually never is. So speaking of characters, uh, Grafton Manor, your setting—it is so amazing. It's very charming. It feels almost like gothic, and it mm-hmm. felt like a character in and of itself. So, mm-hmm. how did you create such a delightfully atmospheric setting?
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, uh, I love gothic settings, and so it was really fun for me to like exist in this world. I when I was young, my grandma used to take me to Scotland, or my whole family would go to Scotland, and Fun. she had a connection to a place called um, Dalkeith. It was in kind of like outside of Edinburgh. It's like an estate, like an old manor house. Okay. And there were spiral staircases there, and you know, big ballrooms. It was kind of a little run down, um, like parts of Grafton are. And I think that definitely had some influence on my imagining of Grafton. And then, of course, you know, I've watched all of the creepy TV shows. Mm-hmm. And I really, really loved um, The Haunting of Hill House Yes, as a series. Oh, my God. Such a good, such a good series. So creepy. And so I think it was kind of a mix between like lived experiences and then like just the amount, you know, like the most amazing television settings. Mm -hmm. I just love being in those places
0: yeah me too i love gothic settings in books and in shows and we're actually going to scotland in the spring and i'm so excited to see all the buildings yeah yeah
1: so cool yeah there's so much good gothic stuff there
0: yeah for sure so we do also get to see some really fun baking scenes throughout this novel so i was wondering if you are a baker yourself
1: I am. I love to bake. Um, I like to bake while I was writing this. Actually, I wrote I baked a lot. And now that I'm on to other things, I still like to take like breaks and bake or I just like to cook in general. But baking is like very, I think like cathartic, you really have to like pay attention. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of forces you to be in the present. So it's like a good stress reliever. I'm not like a fancy baker. I'm not like very good at, you know, super decorative baking like some of the things I describe in the book would be beyond my skill set sure. they're kind of like if I could have a skill set I could be good at that I mean I think if I probably if I like really focused on it but like I'll make a cake but I'm kind of like bad at layer cakes you know like there's sure. certain things that I'm not good right at
0: yeah they're baking is hard I'm always just like gobsmacked watching these shows and all the things that people are, can do because it's definitely not in yeah. my wheelhouse at
1: all are you a baker at all
0: uh no, so we'll try to do like cozy mystery recipes. My husband mm-hmm. is a is a baker and a cook, and he's great. Oh nice, it. yeah. I
1: uh I struggle,
0: so <laughs> when I have it's hard. You, yeah, it's fine, yeah. But... You really
1: it's you have to pay very close attention to like baking things I think as long as you get the treats though that's the main thing right that you're like exposed to the treats as long as there's someone making the treats in your house
0: it's definitely like the end result that matters Yeah, exactly yeah not so much how you get there (laughs) That's really interesting. So, um, when you're writing these scenes of the food that they're baking, do you bake it yourself so that you're getting all the details, right? Are you watching like Mm -hmm. YouTube tutorials or like, how do you get all of that? Correct.
1: I mean, you know, I think, I think I have enough basic knowledge of baking that I could kind of make things up. And I love, like, I mean, I do think it's really, I had a really good time, like dreaming up what I thought would be delicious recipes Uh for them to make so these are all things that I just made up in my head but they're not actually put to the test ever and I was always hoping that people would you know more people would try to make some of the things but I haven't had that happen so far I had one local bakery for my book party make the Lottie's blueberry buckle cute and that was really sweet like really special I Um, love
0: that that's so fun yeah
1: yeah, it was really cool. But no, none of them. I have actually not ever tasted any of them, but I can imagine what all of them taste like.
0: Yeah, this is uh, one of those books that you'll want to have some snacks on hand because it will definitely make you hungry <laughs> while you're reading. Yes. So what is your favorite baked treat then?
1: I mean, I love a cake. Mm-hmm. Like I love cake in general. I love to. I like to make cake and I like to eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this like... Smitten Kitchen. I love Smitten Kitchen um, baking recipes. And she has like a applesauce cake with cream cheese frosting, which Ooh. I think cream cheese frosting is always like the best frosting. It is. So I'm just like that cake is maybe my favorite that I've made or eaten in a okay. while.
0: I'm going to yeah. definitely look that up. Uh, and give my, my husband another baking. Yes, yeah, so it's
1: very good. Yeah, it's very good. It's good for the season coming up, too.
0: True. Yeah, that is perfect timing for that. So, I think that because this book, like we've talked about, it does include baking and it mm-hmm. also is inspired by such a cozy show, a lot mm-hmm. of readers do mistakenly think that it's a cozy mystery. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, this is a traditional mystery novel and it's one of my favorites that I've read this year so far. So how do you personally differentiate between cozy mysteries, traditional mysteries, and thrillers? Because I feel like there's a lot of confusion around
1: that. Mm -hmm. I have no idea, honestly. And (laughs) I mean, I really don't because I never even considered it a cozy mystery Mm -hmm. until it came out and people said it was a cozy mystery. But I definitely never set out to write a cozy mystery um and i do think because of the baking it does get put in that category but i i don't think that's quite right i mean i think the ending maybe does veer cozy but the book itself and the content i don't think are cozy yeah so yeah i do it's a little it was a little jarring for me at first for people to say it was cozy But I've kind of just, I'm like, whatever people want to call it, I guess, as long as they like it. I don't know. I think it kind of confused people sometimes, you know, like the categorization of it Mm -hmm. was a little daunting for people. I have no idea. Yeah. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what differentiates a thriller from a mystery necessarily either. I mean, I guess mystery would be like more not procedural, but, you know, like, they go, like it goes from thing to thing to thing and mm-hmm. people are trying to solve it and a thriller is just like sheer terror yeah. <laughs> in certain parts. I'm not sure. It's so I think, funny. Yeah I think it's really hard and I think that there are a lot of books now that exist kind of like in a middle space that are hard to define as like a thriller or a mystery because there's got to be some elements of all of those things in both thrillers and mysteries right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah I agree. I do feel like those labels sometimes can feel a little um arbitrary like it just yeah yeah, publishers are trying to sell books and they kind of use them and readers were just like I think that's what (laughs) this means yeah yeah for sure figure it out yeah and I definitely feel like this book it feels cozy right because we have like the setting and the Mm -hmm. baking but it's definitely got like the like darker grittier elements of um, more traditional mysteries um, and mm-hmm. like thriller novels. So I feel like this is a good novel for people who like any of those three genres, but it's always good to, I think, go into a read knowing what to expect mm-hmm. since so many of us are really big mood readers and if the book's not like exactly mm-hmm. what we want to read when we're in that mood we might not like oh, it as totally. much as we would like in two weeks you know what I mean
1: totally oh I'm the same way with books like if I'm not in the right mood I'm very like harsh on them <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah me too if I'm not like perfectly in the mood for something mm-hmm. then I just like don't like it where in like if I mm-hmm. waited I would have absolutely yeah loved yeah it.
1: it's really, really disclaimers on books
0: Yeah, so this one, I would definitely say it's perfect for reading in the fall because it's very, very atmospheric. It's got Mm -hmm. some cozy vibes, but it's definitely got (laughs) some of the like scarier, thriller, darker vibes as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful combination.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: So speaking of, what are some of your favorite mystery novels that you've
1: read? When I started reading them, I think I was like, I always read a lot of like literary fiction. And then I just had like kind of a lot of like Draw, like trauma in my life. And I want it to just like escape into things. Mm-hmm. And I found a lot, I like British books. I tra- was traveling to the UK a lot. I re- I found Lisa Jewell, who is now blown up yeah. here in the US. But I really, I mean, I really love her earlier. It's not like a listening to a band, like I loved her early stuff. But I love <laughs> like, um, I found you, I think was one of the you know kind of her middle books and she was always a huge hit in the UK but that one I thought was really good her characters were always so well done I thought it was almost Mm -hmm. like I liked the the feeling of like you're almost like you're reading like a really good rom-com or you know something like that but it's but it's got like that thrillery element to it right and then I think reading Lucy Foley's guest list Mm -hmm. made me want to write a book from many different perspectives and gave me the confidence to do that. Because when I started writing this, I was like, I was like, how many, my husband is an editor and he would be like in the other room and I didn't let him see the book at all until I was finished, but I would Uh be like, how many characters is too many characters? (laughs) I'd be like, to like develop the book basically around how many characters I thought I could get away with. But I thought she did, you know, a really good job with that. And it kind of gave me the confidence to like write my own my own book, but there are so many good books. And now I, you know, I meet so many really great talented writers when I'm out doing, you know, events and different conferences and things like that. And there's just so many, especially women doing really cool things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And yeah, Lucy Foley is just an absolute queen of like multi POV mm-hmm. story. So I can definitely see how that like inspired you and how handy that your husband is an editor.
1: <laughs> yeah it's good it's definitely good I mean I think I know a little too much about publishing which can be kind of daunting <laughs> it can. but um yeah and he edits very he doesn't he edits very different kinds of books from the books I write but he's a um he's an editor at Simon & Schuster which is also where I'm published at a different imprint of Simon uh-huh. & Schuster's very Simon & Schuster family
0: oh that's so funny so yeah. cool yeah I I agree with what you said how sometimes it can be um Detrimental to know too much about the publishing industry. Publishing's (laughs) rough, you know.
1: It's like it's it's amazing, but it's rough, and it's it's a business, and Uh I think that you know people can forget that when they're kind of starting out, and it's it can be brutal to be reminded about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Going in with like a little a little bit of naivete can uh can be can be a little bit helpful sometimes, just to get you to finish (laughs) a
1: book yes I think that's true yeah you've got to be a little bit naive and
0: mm-hmm.
1: a little delusional to write a whole book yeah. which is good because
0: <laughs> the rest of us are like why did I sign up for this <laughs> but then it's too late once you started right then it's just got it's got its hooks in you in you and you can't yes. stop well hopefully yep.
1: right I know because so many people don't finish their books I think it's I think someone told me one time I was this guy who had written a novel and I was so impressed
0: mm-hmm. this
1: is like 20s and he just said you know you can do it too he's like most people don't even finish theirs you just have to finish it right and I thought that was like I knew when he said it I was like that's right like that's true and Mm -hmm. then it took me another you know 15 years to finish it so right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's uh that's how I was with my first novel too I think I started it in 2011 and finished it in yeah. 2019 so <laughs> yeah
1: was it the same one see I started uh-huh. a bunch of little things and I just never had the confidence to pursue them and then I just sat down and wrote this and I was like don't don't think about it don't think about it just yeah, write it
0: just do it <laughs> yep eventually yeah. you just have to just sit down and and do it which is definitely yeah. the hardest part not that the not that the rest of it is easy but that's definitely the hardest yeah. part
1: oh it's by far the hardest part I think
0: yeah yeah So what inspired you to begin writing mystery novels yourself then?
1: I think I always wanted to write something. I knew I wanted to write a novel. It was always my dream. And I think at first I was reading more literary fiction, and that is very daunting um, to write and very subjective. And I would start these projects, and they were a little too intense, I Mm -hmm. think. I, I think they were too intense to the point where I was like, I couldn't write cause I was just being critical of the language and oh, yeah. writing something that was like genre was easier for me to kind of let go of that criticism because, you know, you're not, the expectation is not as intense and I love mm-hmm. language and I love writing well, but getting rid of that kind of heavy expectation that had to be so meaningful and, you know.
0: Right. I,
1: I think that like just really freed me that completely and makes sense. Yeah. And I like lots of genres. I've been working on a rom com lately, actually, just for fun. And who knows if it'll, you know, what I'll do with it. But it's been fun to like, I think it's I think it's freeing to work within that space. Plus I wanted it to reach people, you know, I wanted to be able to sell it. Uh-huh. And I thought that writing something in genre would be more appealing to people, honestly. But it was also appealing to me. I had a blast writing this book.
0: Yeah. Mysteries definitely are are fun to read and to, to write and writing takes so right. long. It's nice to work on projects that are that are fun to do.
1: Yes. And I've noticed how, you know, when writing a mystery like you have it's like self-propelled the book because you have to get somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's not like really a question of what happens with the plot. Like you have to figure the plot out, of course, and that's confusing. But like it's always moving when it's a mystery. because you have to get to this end point. So I think that put a structure on it, which made it, you know, easier for me to finish. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I think story structure can be very, very helpful. So you're not just like, kind of wandering around in the the dark trying to figure out what to do exactly. Bumping your head against
1: the doors and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So is The Golden Spoon going to be a standalone novel, or can readers expect any more books in the series?
1: I think it's going to be a standalone. I mean, I did leave it kind of open for a sequel just because it was fun to do. But I think everyone's going to have to fill in what happens in Uh their own imagination. But I would never say like never, but I don't think, I don't know if that's something my publisher will be interested in. Right,
0: never say never, um, but you never know. And it definitely feels like whole and complete um, in and Mm -hmm. of itself. Um, I just think when you have like, cast of characters readers are always like but you could do more (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: always always I would like to just have Projumna have a spin-off yeah oh my goodness
0: that would be be so fun we'll just put that out there in the universe
1: yes
0: (laughs) so since it is a standalone can
1: you tell us anything about what you're working on now yeah I just um am editing my second book actually right now working on edits um and that comes out next summer awesome I'm not going to tell you the title because I have mixed feelings about the, I like the title, but we have, mi- I don't know if it's actually going to stay the title, Yeah, but it's um, about a, uh advice columnist who gets murdered and then her replacement who um, kind of inadvertently becomes drawn into her.
0: You come up with such like commercial um, and for listeners, commercial is like uh, premises that are, are very, hooky that like lots of people will want to read and pick up pick up because they're very intriguing so how do you come up with these really commercial premises
1: I don't know I mean I think so when I sold my first book they wanted to uh, my my agent was trying to sell two books at uh, once uh-huh and I was very, you know of course very on board with this and I gave her a couple ideas I had and she was like no 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 those aren't aren't you know going to draw people in and up. And I had this idea about this advice columnist and I'd had it for a while and I kind of forgot about it. And um, I told her and she's like, yep, that's it. That's the one. So I think like, I think I have a lot of ideas that aren't commercial, <laughs> but, <laughs> but the ones that the ones that are kind of just stick around long enough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have kind of like a backlog of things I would like to write Um, in the future. And, you know, some of them are more commercial than others, but definitely it's nice to have a hook. And I think just for myself to have a hook too, because it makes it more interesting Mm -hmm. to write and it gives it more like urgency.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. And I am uh, very excited about that book. So we'll definitely watch for more news on that when it comes out next summer.
1: It's definitely not cozy. So I'm a little, you know, I hope that the people that like The Golden Spoon also enjoy that. There are definitely, you know, some of the, I think the good characters that you Mm -hmm. get with The Golden Spoon, you get with the new book, but it's not like no one should expect a cozy mystery next time. Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not a cozy mystery. So we all know what we're getting into. And I feel like most cozy mystery readers do love all the genres. They just like to know, you know, what it is beforehand. Yes. Oh, no, <laughs> so. for sure. And I
1: I mean, I love, I love a lot of the elements of cozies. They're mm-hmm. great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Super, super fun. So lastly, can you tell our listeners how they can connect with you online and also stay up to date on all of your upcoming book releases?
1: Yeah. Mostly just Instagram. I feel like Twitter has gotten so weird now yeah. and um, I was never very good at it anyway. So I, <laughs> I update my Instagram and that is pretty much it. But I have links to my website, which hasn't been updated in a long time there. And you can always message me on Instagram. That's the best place to get in touch with me, for sure.
0: Perfect. Well, Jessa, thank you so much again for taking the time to be on the show today. It's been so much fun chatting
1: with you. So fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice.
0: Of course. And listeners, thank you for joining us. We will be back soon with another episode of Get Cozy Podcast. So stay tuned. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow me on TikTok and Instagram at Christy Meyer Books. That's K-R-Y-S-T-I-M-E-Y-E-R Books to stay up to date on all of the mysteries that I am reading and recommending. We'll be back with another episode soon, but in the meantime, happy reading and stay cozy.